You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Today is the last day of the South African Federation of Trade Unions SAFTU's National Executive Committee NEC meeting. The NEC meeting has been discussing domestic as well as international socio-economic issues and political developments, including the current BRICS summit. For more on this, we're joined on the line by SAFTU's national spokesperson, Trevor Shaku. A very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning, and thanks for having us. Let's talk about the NEC meeting. Today is the final day of this meeting. What issues uh, were tabled and discussed? The issues uh, which have been discussed already uh, include internal organizational matters which are related to what is already the public knowledge about the expulsion of the president of SAFTU from the union, which is the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, and the invitation for that. And um, uh, so that has been discussed, uh, but the resolution will be taken today uh, during midday. And what also has been discussed has been the questions around the campaigning and uh, around the summit, uh, BRICS summit, unemployment statistics, and all of that. Uh, so those are the issues that uh, have already been discussed, although the resolutions will be tabled today and voted for. So some of the issues included the expulsion of SAFTU's president, Ruth Ntlokotse, from NUMSA, and the attempt to recall the General Secretary of SAFTU, Zolanzima Vavi. Are those two resol- uh, also two of the resolutions uh, that will be talked about? Yes, those will be two of the resolutions that will be talked about. Um, and, and they will be tabled uh, and voted for. Uh, so we will be able to brief the public after the adoption of those resolutions as to what is the way forward uh, in that context. Also, Maybe just as a note, a side note, which has been discussed and uh, acknowledged by the by the NEC, is the fact that regarding Lokota's uh, expulsion, she also has um, appealed uh, that particular decision to dismiss her from the union, and that particular case on agent basis will be sitting until that is tomorrow. So uh, that that also will be factored in when deciding on the matter. And what has been the implications of these two cases on the Federation? The implications uh, is that there would, of course, uh, be a little bit of uncertainty as to what would be the future uh, of the Federation in the context of the leadership that might not be leaders tomorrow, uh, because... Say, for instance, the the expulsion uh, was to be carried through, uh, the and and the court were to sustain that particular expulsion. Uh, it means that Comrade Lugosi, according to Safdu's constitution, uh, will fall off from the position because this would mean that she's no longer a worker, she's no longer a member of affiliate, and automatically, uh, once that is ratified by the court. Uh, the constitution has to speak in, and, and the constitution has to uh, 
make sure that uh, it is applied by the NEC, rather the NEC has to make sure that it applies the constitution by ensuring that uh, the person who is not a member of an affiliate steps down. So visually the implication would be that to not have a president and would have to organize a central committee to go and fill that particular position. Uh, in the context of Comrade Zueli's uh, uh, attempt, uh, sorry, in the context of the attempt to recall Comrade Zueli, Munsa uh, said they merely uh, requested the General Secretary to provide reasons as to why should they not recall him. So they said, no, we have not yet recalled him. We just uh, requested him to provide those particular answers. And therefore, uh, uh, they are not going to interfere it because it's not yet a matter. So in that context, I think uh, a resolution really has been reached. It's just a question of ratifying those particular decisions today. Those which had not really been reached uh, is those uh, on the question of Ngozi uh, and, and, and many others. But uh, on Zelis, uh, the NUMSA itself said that they, they will be withdrawing uh, such a particular. Uh, they have not withdrawn and they have not entertained, rather. Uh, let me catch it from, but they have not entertained uh, that after uh, Comrade uh, General Secretary submitted mitigating letters as to why. Should he not be called, and therefore they are not going to entertain it further, they'll come back to it at a later stage. So, uh, the, the implication is that on the general secretary, will, will, the, the federation will continue to have a general secretary in that position because they are not recalling him. But uh, on the, in the context of the president, it means that if the courts tomorrow ratify the dismissal, we will not have a president because a special national, a, a special. Uh, 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 National Executive Committee meeting will have to be convened to process the decisions from the court and all of that. So those are the developments. But uh, these are rough discussions which have already taken place, but the proper decisions and resolutions will be taken on them today. So I'll be able to properly and clearly uh, update the public. Mm-hmm. We also understand that SAFTU has received a letter from NUMSA in this respect. Are you at liberty to reveal the contents of this letter and uh, SAFTU responded to uh, to NUMSA? The letter, yes. Uh, what has happened is that the letter was tabled and the uh, uh, comrades uh, merely spoke to it. But what they said was that we can't really uh, discuss it much further, we will deal with it at a later stage, especially because the cases, uh, especially the case of the president, is subject care, and not only subject care, but is pending in two days. And therefore, we're going to have to allow that particular process to guide us, especially because in, uh, I think, a month or two ago, have to also resist after the expulsion. Uh, Papers from the lawyers of the president were were cited that uh, will be interdicted from uh, implementing the constitution in that context because the president feels aggrieved as to the processes that were followed in expelling her, and therefore she is confident that if she takes it to court, she might succeed in overturning that particular decision. And therefore, we were cited, and these were also the discussions technical matters which were discussed and factored into the discussion by the NEC that we 
uh, as uh, our constitution is not a supreme. The supreme constitution is that of the of the public. The constitutions of the federations of the tradunions are all uh, sub, uh, are all uh, uh, part and and must be at must must be able to take into consideration the supreme law of this particular country, and therefore we cannot act outside of the legal and juridical uh, frameworks of this particular country. And as a result, uh, the, the debate was centered around the letter, but also centered around the court proceedings that are taking place to say, we let's not preempt the court and let's at least wait for the court to pronounce on the decision. Then uh, we'll be able to move so that we are playing on the same side. Mm-hmm. Mr. Shaku, the National Executive Committee also discussed the current BRICS summit. Uh, what is SAFTU's general assessment of the BRICS 15th summit? The discussions uh, around BRICS is that, one, we have got to acknowledge the fact that BRICS emerged out of a world where the multilateral institutions, both financial and trade, had been dominated by West imperialists. Forces, uh, in particular the United States and the G7 countries, and two that necessarily uh, BRICS were going to, was going to match because in any uh, global affair, especially economically, you are going to have to have the capitalist system, uh, the capitalist class, breaking into various factions when their competing interests come to the surface. And we know that the capitalist class is not a homogeneous group, but it is a group of hostile brothers who, to you, to borrow from Marx, is a group of hostile brothers who have competing interests. And as a result, there is always intra-class factional battles. And in this instance, the intra-class factional battles of the global capitalist class is expressing itself in the formalization, the realignment, and the reconstitution of various multilateral institutions because the second section of the global capitalist class will feel that its interests are not being served properly by another institution. And indeed, the IMF and the World Bank have regrettably really been playing a very biased role in world affairs economically, where they've assisted in pushing for the structural adjustment policies in the 70s and the 80s uh, through borrowing. And all of that, remember, was actually encrypting some of the countries in the global south, especially those in sub-Saharan Africa, where, for instance, just a neighboring country like our Zimbabwe would have mortgaged its resources through that. In fact, all of those countries that would have agreed to some of those particular loans which were taken during that particular time would have become part of mortgaging because at the time when you are hit with a sovereign debt crisis, what then is used as a collateral would be your resources, like real resources, your minerals in particular, and your land. So in that context, we acknowledge that inevitably, BRICS or an institution like BRICS had to emerge and was going to emerge. The question, however, that we ask and that is lingering is, is this particular BRICS going to serve the interests of the working class or just the capitalist class of the global south elite, the capitalist class of those countries which were formerly not the G7 
and the dominant Western imperialist powers. And we do not think that the reconstitution necessarily means that the working class is going to... Okay, the working class, to a certain extent, because there would be reconstitution, creation of new markets, and therefore new companies might emerge and might grow. Therefore, a little bit of employment here and there might, of course, be created. And the working class, who currently are uh, 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 in poverty and, uh, and, and unemployment, might be able to benefit from a little bit of creation of jobs. But generally, we know that the capitalist class is geared towards one thing, that is to extract profit at the expense of the working people. And in this instance, it is not going to be different. So you're going to have to still, as the trade union movement, be able to position ourselves to fight for the interests of workers. I thank you so much for your time. Trevor Sharku is Softu's national spokesperson chatting to us. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.